Welcome to Uniquely Brilliant, the podcast that encourages you to embrace your unique brilliance. I'm Diana Bader, and as this episode will tell you, I'm about to blow things up. <laughs> Becky Perry. I coach women who are determined to make an outsized impact at work. So, hello. We can't hello. just leave them hanging there with, I'm getting ready to blow things up. <laughs> tell me more. Well, this is, this is actually your thing. You know, I know. <laughs> I'm the one who blows things up, right? Every three years, you have a tendency to get bored and blow stuff up. So I'm at my three-year mark up here in Ohio and oh my gosh. restless as heck. So I don't two know. Two of those it, were in a pandemic. Yeah. You know, there was the episode of Seinfeld back in the day. Yeah. Where Elaine had... Had to decide if people were sponge worthy. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. So, uh, one of the things moving forward is if something is mask worthy. Because oh. I'm so sick of wearing a mask, I can't stand it. Yeah, yeah. So, if I have to wear one for a prolonged period of time, it, it better, better be, be worth, worth it. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. That makes sense. <sighs> well, I think it's just been such an extended period of uncertainty and you know trying to do the right thing that works and then does it really work and how long do I have to do this for and vaccinations and now you're okay but not really maybe not and and, and it's just there's just so much still uncertainty you know well and everybody has a different plan how to handle it which is also very confusing yeah i mean i know i know my son out in seattle they they've gone back to um well you have to have a a a vaccination card to get into most restaurants but that was too much for the restaurants to handle because they didn't have the staff already to run the restaurants so to add another person or try to find another person to check ids at the door Mm -hmm. um was more than a lot of them could handle. So they've gone back to mostly delivery and pickup. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just to stay afloat and not have to pay the extra staff that they couldn't well, find yeah. work anyway. Well, or, or have, or have their existing staff do more work where they could barely do what, what they have. I mean, I see that all over the place here. Where was I? seems like I was somewhere. Yes. Oh, I was at a Starbucks yesterday and they had like three people working. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy. It, it's just crazy. So that it, you know, there's that, and then there's just, I think we're just over it, and it's winter again. And uh, seriously, we're still. Oh, and now we have a new variant. So, you know, it's it's like it's like normal life under a microscope, right? Or or you know, because it's it's so much bigger. You know, the, the normal where you where you have to go through a period of stuff, right? Whatever your travail or or problem is, you know, you go through it and you can see your way to the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, we know we will come out. We're positive people. We know it, it, it's going to end at some point. But, it, you know, 
I was thinking about this the other day. The thing that really bothers me about conversations around this is comparisons to other events. And there is one outstanding thing that makes this pandemic and its potential end so different from anything we've ever been through before. And it's three words. It's international air travel, where the the volume of people that go from place to place, from continent to continent, is at, at levels it's never been before. Yeah. And so everything, you know, you, 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 you say it's contained. Well, and it's contained until people from somewhere else come in, which is fine. They come in. But the reality is we don't have we haven't dispersed the resources so that it's safe, right? So that it's, you know, safe for your health. So it's just, it just feels like this constant churn, this constant churn. And I'm used to churn. I guess I'm the queen of churn. I guess if I really wanted to like look at my life, Diana, you can't see her, but she's laughing. You and me both. But this is different. Yeah. You know, but this is different. And I, you know, I'm not ready to burn down the house because I didn't move right before a pandemic hit. So I'm good. I'm kind of good, but I can totally see how your, your, your level of being unsettled is just, I got to do something. Yeah. I just got to do something different just so I have a different perspective. I mean, I've done that throughout my life too, in some degree. Yeah. I've seen not, you do it a time not, or two. Yeah. Not quite as systematically as you've done it, but. That's just my personality. Yeah. No, I just reach a point and it's over. But yeah. Yeah. And I agree with you, it, but it's interesting you know, during the pandemic, my son was taking a class in the plague. Oh, yeah. And this still parallels. I mean, it's not back then it wasn't global. Yeah. But in that area that it was, the exact thing you're talking about is what shook everything up was when they opened up borders and let people start mm -hmm. moving back and forth. And then they had all these resurgences. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, unless you stay completely isolated and all do the same thing for a number of years. And even that, you know, even the places that tried to do that, it just had to run its course. Right. Right. Well, I think, I think the nature of a virus is the way a virus involves, evolves any virus, not just a novel coronavirus. I couldn't even remember what it was for a minute. <laughs> What's that? It's rife with uncertainty. Yep. So it's it's like when you're in an uncertain time in your life, you're starting a new job, you're getting married, you have a baby, you move, you go to a new office, you, you know, whatever it is, there's all this uncertainty and this, but then this just keeps going, right? It, it evolves, it evolves, evolves. And it, it, we want answers and there are no answers, which is true in life right mm -hmm. but it's just it's just so omnipresent right now you know it's just so heavy that i think it it makes it even harder well the way i'm looking at it is i'm watching different people handle it different ways and there are the people that are letting it control them and all, every action that they take and then there are the people who are leaning into it and figuring out what they can do yeah. that's going to keep, make their life satisfying. Right. Right. 
Yeah, Ooh. I had to move. I had to move the thing that makes my desk double wide, so I could plug in <laughs> plug in something into my my computer dock. And it's now so it's like sitting over to the side there. I'm like, why is that here? I'm like, oh, I know why that's here. <laughs> actually it's a good thing too you know it's it's a good thing but still it's like all the things to uh, to just make it work Mm -hmm. because we can make it work yeah it's it's about adapting and it's about you know choosing what you want to make to work i think is is what it boils Mm -hmm. down to you know it may not some things may not be as appealing anymore right yeah you know yeah so so, did you go to any concerts like in the last couple of weeks since you and I talked? All the time. All the time. Yeah. Do you have to mask? Nope. Cool. No. Cool. Um, and I'm, but I'm going places and like, it's not. It, nowhere I've been has really been people on top of people. I don't yeah. think there's that many people going out. Mm-hmm. So it's not quite the same crowd. Yeah. We should probably say that you're in Ohio and I'm in Georgia. Mm-hmm. It's probably a good thing to say right now. I mean, and what's really interesting here is different. Columbus is in Ohio is broken down a little bit different than Atlanta. Atlanta's really county based. Mm-hmm. And up here, you've got all sorts of municipalities. So yeah. I can go where I have to wear a mask in all the stores in one direction and is, there's no mask mandate in the other. Mm-hmm. So it's, <laughs> it's not good for me because I never remember. It's like, oh, crud, I have to go back to the car and get a mask. But I've gotten smart and kind of tied one to my purse. I keep one in the pocket of my purse. So whenever I go in it, I have it if I need it. Well, you know me, I just carry the little, little yeah. wallet thing. So yeah, you know, it's the, I think the inconsistency of all that, makes it very frustrating for people too. But mm-hmm. yeah, but I, you know what? I'm not going to stop. I mean, there was a while where I stopped living my life because that was what seemed to be. Was Called for to be at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. What was supposed to be working. But, you know, now I'm, I'm really picking and choosing mm-hmm. what I want to do. And going out and seeing my friends' bands and stuff is definitely something I want to do. It was. And. And supporting them and supporting live music and because that's an industry that's been smashed hard. Oh, yeah. For real. For real. So, you know, when you when you said you've got to change things, you know, you're 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 compelled to, you know, to burn it down and and change things. What's what's the first thing you want to touch on? I mean, what's like what's the. What's the thing that gets under your skin the most that you want to change? You know, right now, um, I was trying to, I was thinking that this morning, how to word it. I don't, I, I think because everything, even though I'm, I'm on the board of the CRC and doing some things like that, I don't feel like I'm contributing the way I want to. Mm. And, you know, it goes back to, as anybody listened to our podcast, you know, we've talked about values before. And, mm-hmm. you know, my values are create, connect, contribute, mm-hmm. nature and inspire. So, I mean, I know them. So I know what's there, but there's, there's, um, you know, the, the connection I think I'm making through the music world, nature, 
there's that that is on me to not go out and you know to do creating yeah. i could use a little bit more of that i think but oh i think so for sure because for a while there you were working on yeah, the house I a still lot need to. you know I, the, the, and that was a lot of that took a lot of creative juice and you were really into yeah. it and and one thing i've been doing another way that i channel that is cooking so i've been cooking a lot lately so darn and i'm all the way <laughs> down here well the funniest thing Just is my darn. older son has too so we've been swapping food he made jambalaya a couple of weeks ago oh, i know nice. like i know and i know ken is really good in the kitchen too so it's nice to have yeah. sons that cook yeah. we did we <laughs> did well we did. didn't we I want to go back to something you were saying, because I think there's a real story here and you can get as specific as you want to in this. I believe that one of the things that has you so frazzled and so ready to burn things down is what just happened at the CRC. The incredible frustration. And at the end, all this, this work was for basically for almost nothing. So you want to talk, because that happens a lot at work, that happens a lot in life. And I, th I, I like the way, you, uh, I, I admire the way you went through it. Now you're on the other side of it. But I feel I feel like you're so, that I, I know, I don't feel like it. I know that you're so invested in the work that they're doing that it made it even more frustrating that what was going on was, was actually, uh, I don't know, it, it was more than unproductive. It was minus productive, right? That, that's it's... that was my takeaway. I, you know, I haven't, I haven't regrouped with a lot of the people to see how they felt. But basically, mm -hmm. what had happened was there was a, um, a, a project management sort of group to join to get some funding to do a social enterprise, and which is basically a for-profit section of the nonprofit, and. The process I was coming from the business background that I, I come from and knowing and the social work background that I come from, I didn't feel like they yeah. were melding very well it, all, all mm -hmm. along the way. And it was a very tedious process. It was a very long process. It took tons of man hours away from some of the staff that could have been doing a whole lot of other things, especially right now. Mm -hmm. And the the reward after was it like nine months was like three grand, and to me that was definitely you know there were some 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 groups that were there that got a little bit more than that, but overall I don't think I don't think anybody got matter of fact I'm pretty sure nobody got over ten grand so it was all under that for. For nine, for months, nine of work, months of work, utilizing your staff, and... utilizing your board, you know, the man hours that went into this back and forth, the meetings that you were online for. And so uh, for me, it was very dissatisfying. Mm -hmm. I, I, well, plus it was disorganized. Well, there, there was that too. There was a lot, there was a lot to it. You know, if, if yeah. even with all the little idiosyncrasies that I had with it, if, if there had been a very wonderful payout that was going to help us really launch things. Mm -hmm. I think I would have felt better, but for sure, no, it, you know, it was just, it was just so meh. <laughs> it was like, it was actually, you know, it was disappointing. And I just, I think that's, that's 
a lot about what's going on right now. I mean, this is how this process works anyway and has before and whatever. But I think there's so many people with the uncertainty spinning their wheels mm-hmm. that it, you know, that, that they, they, they have a similar vibration to me that they just want to like just blow it up and let's do something different because this isn't working anymore. Yeah. Okay. So that leads to my next question is how do you come back from that? How do you, how do you figure out, how do you figure out just a next step? Not even a path forward, just a next step to start moving away from that frustration and into a place where you can energetically be present to have an impact, you know, whether that's identified, you know, where you're going to have that impact or not, but that, that you've shifted your energy so you can, you can move forward. I think, you know, I think one thing that I, I do tend to do, I mean, I've, I've been doing my values and stuff for since my twenties. So, and, and they haven't changed, like the words have changed. I found better words to describe them, but overall they haven't changed since then. They're my, they are truly Mm -hmm. my core values. And whenever I'm feeling this restless, it usually means that one or more of them is being ignored. And, Mm -hmm. and in this one, what is um, it? I, I think they're two. I think they're two. Probably, maybe, probably the. I, I still, yeah, my creativity is the one that always needs to be expressed. It's, it's the, my most primary. And so I don't, I don't think that's being utilized like it should. And then. And I think that's, that's a way you disperse the frustration mm-hmm. too. You know, that's the way you handle yeah, the frustration. It's, it, it's, it's my, you know, my, my go-to to calm down is probably nature, but my go-to to get things out, to put the energy out somewhere is usually got to be creative. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. think I've been doing enough of that. And, 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 you know, it's, it's probably because I've been around so many creative people for the last six months. Oh, you have with all the bands. Um, yeah, for real. That it's just, I haven't figured out, you know, I don't have any musical talent whatsoever. So, but, but I, seeing them expressing and, and, you know, and music is just such an incredible way to get so much out uh, that yeah. I think that I'm missing that and I've got to, I've got to find a way to channel mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Well, what about community wise? Cause I know how much you, you are, I mean, the, the whole mission of CRC, which is the what? No, it, Columbus, this, what? this is actually a smaller part. It's um, the Clintonville Beachwald Community Resources Center. Yes. Somebody. Yeah. And that is such a thing. I, I don't see you walking away from wanting to have an impact on your immediate, immediate community. So what's, what's a, what's a step for getting well, there? Well, where we are headed there is currently the CRC is housed in multiple buildings doing mm-hmm. multiple services. Yeah. And so the, the goal in the next five to seven years is to have a new building and they've never, they've grown so much. I mean, they never stopped during the whole pandemic. They just re-figured everything. So, yep. And, Mm -hmm. and actually took on more. There was, they became an outlet for um, some local 
government grants and things to do more for the community. Mm -hmm. So they actually took on mm -hmm. tons more with the same staff and mm -hmm. spread out throughout the community. So what they're, they're hoping to do is to, on this chunk of land, because you know from Atlanta that land in mm -hmm. this area is a premium. So oh yeah it's gonna they're gonna take the chunk that they have and put a new building on it but it's because of covid and everything else now the cost of it that, that they had the things drawn up in 2018 it's now like construction yeah, they, had, and they stuff? had a oh my gosh a blueprint drawn up in 2018 yeah. <laughs> um and it didn't include some of the things that they want to do now but the cost of materials because of COVID and all this other stuff that's relating to it has made the price of doing it double. Right. So they have never done a capital campaign and they, there's a lot of processes to get to that. Strategic. Yeah. I've been part of capital campaigns. Yeah, I know this so story. There's the strategic yep. planning and the, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I've, I've plan to stay on to see all that through because I would love to see the creation of this. So in some ways that that's a corner of my world that will be both creation and contribution and connection. Yeah. And connection. I was thinking connection. Yeah. Yeah. Are you on the board of that one? The no, that, this one is too? the one I'm on the board of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I'm on, okay. I'm on the subcommittees of the people that are vetting the strategic plan people. Good, good. How do you shake off what you just went through and do this? Um, like literally just describe it because people don't know how to do it. And I think, I think you're really good at it. I am too. So we'll, well, we'll one thing it. is the focus. Um, and at, first of all, the way that this procedure is working is we're vetting several different people. Mm -hmm. And so contractors, um, yeah, that, that that well, or, sort of that do mm -hmm. that do strategic plans. Oh, that, oh, oh, that just oh, do oh, the consultants, consultants yep. that do the strategic plans. Yeah, so there's we're vetting several of them, and some are better than others, and and some. One of my questions when we were doing the vetting process, or one of my concerns or whatever that I brought up was that you understand what we do, so you don't waste our time going back over things. Mm -hmm. that we've already mm -hmm. got established and you can take that and move it forward. We don't have to reinvent that part of the wheel because it's obvious this, this organization is 50 years old and the way that they were able to shift during the pandemic is beyond insane. And so that's not a thing. The board is hugely mm -hmm. dedicated. So that's not a thing. So let's skip some of these other parts that, you know, you might have to deal with with other agencies and get to the meat. Right. So you're looking for a, a consulting company that's flexible and, and meets meets their clients yep. where they are, not where everybody yeah, else don't has put been. us in, in your little formula and run us through it. Hear who we yeah. are and then we'll go from there. Let's, yeah, exactly. I like that. I like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that helps you um, guard against what happened. Yeah. Most recently. It gives us a little more control over the situation. And, you yeah. know, when you're working with, well, it's like working with any coach, you know, if you're working with the right coach, they know right. who you are. 
you know, and mm-hmm. they're not, they're not trying to get their outcome. They're trying to get your outcome. Right. Well, I mean, that's, that's the hallmark I know of my coaching and, and people talk about it is, you know, I thought they, they say, well, you know, I thought her process worked this way, but it worked a different way. And apparent, you know, because it was tailored to me because I'm not interested in dragging you through. I don't drag my 40-year-old clients through the things my 25-year-old clients go through, my 23-year-old's client. No, 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 no. Well, I think think that's a good way. You know, you said this word in there that I think was important because I felt this a lot when you were talking about the the previous process that just yielded the $3,000, and that was Mm -hmm. control. You know, is that that I hear you saying that, uh, no, it's not that word. It's the other word. It's my favorite word, right? It's agency. You feel agency here. And I know you didn't feel, you wanted to feel it in the other project, but you didn't because you get, got cut off at the past. They'd have meetings. You didn't know they, you know, just the communicate, all yeah. those things. And now it sounds to me like you're feeling that sense of agency again, which is absolutely what you, Diana, as a human being, I have to have, have mm-hmm. to function. I mean, well, all human beings do better when they have it, but, you know, f- for you and, and for me, too, it's critical that I can feel my sense of agency being exercised. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? Right? That it's playing out. And th- this is, people talk about all these things, this is the key to me to resilience is, hold on, I need to write this down because I should probably write some more about this. Um, You cannot be resilient if you do not have a sense of agency over your life. If you don't have the sense that I can impact my own life, that I can change my own life. Otherwise, you're you're stuck. You you don't know what to do. It's painful. It's painful. Not that I'm saying it's not painful to exercise agency because it is. But when when we can do that over and over and over again, then we are we we are resilient and people recognize us as as resilient people. Well, and I think I mean, there there may be a slight fear of change when you when you do that. But at the same time, when you yeah. know that that you're responsible for the outcome. And mm-hmm. you get to choose the outcome, mm-hmm. then, you know, that builds up your confidence and builds up your, res- your resistance, your resilience. Yeah, exactly. Excuse me. I like the way you said you get to choose the mm-hmm. outcome. I kind of drew back a little bit. You saw me do it. I think people, I think it's easy for us to overlook that we, our choices help determine the outcome. Yep. And it is frequently lacking a one-to-one relationship that we can put our finger on, but it happens, right? In a future episode, sometime in the next couple of weeks, we're going to do our word of the year. And what I'm going to say now kind of ties into my word for next year. I just leased one of the offices here in my co-working space that I own where, where we record at Mad Workspace. And I never advertised it. And people are like, you need to advertise it. You need to do this. And you need to do that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. 
the right person is going to be attracted to this place. And I, I don't want to open it up to the energy of strangers. So sure enough, it, it happened that way. And my exercising agency in this situation to me, looks like to me, is that I trusted my own knowing. I trusted myself. And I just kept going along that path. I wasn't sitting back, you know, just waiting for something to happen. I just kept doing the things. And, and, and the trigger event, I believe, that made it all happen, happened the week before last, the week before Thanksgiving. And I had been wanting to do, you've heard me talk about these, mad mm. tea parties. Because while MAD stands for manifest all day, it's also like the Mad Hatter. We're all a little bit mad here. You know, the British way of using MAD. And I've always wanted to do tea parties. I scheduled it. I scheduled the first brunch and tea party. Blah, blah, blah. It's coming up in December. Two hours later, Bethany says, I want to lease an office. I'm like, nice. okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Dude, <clears throat> you know. In this situation, I'm going to describe agency this way, is that I'm doing the things I know to do that I that I believe firmly will work. Do I know absolutely they're going to work? No. I mean, because I'm not going to lie. But I feel strongly I know that knowing thing. I, I know it's going to yeah. work. Yeah. You know, I know it's going to work. And that's. That's what how I look at agency. It's 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 it's, it's a deeper than choices. It, yeah, yeah, it it is. Well, choices can come from anywhere. The it's mm -hmm. it's the process that you're sorting through them and deciding on them that allows right. the agency. That it's the it's the knowing who you are and what you need. That's it. Knowing what you are and what you need. And, and exactly. embracing that as opposed to, yeah. going, well, but so-and-so said I should do this or this is how this is supposed to work. It's like. Or everybody says yeah. to do it this way. Or, you know, or even worse, Gosh. doing it for somebody else. I can't even. I'm too old. <laughs> I've, I've, I'm past that now. Yeah. I really am. I don't know it's a good thing. It's just a thing. I'm, I'm, I'm past that now. So, Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking here through our list of episodes to. F I know we've done one on. Agency, yeah, we have. We've done. We've it. done a lot on choices and agency and things like that. Yeah, it's been a while, but. Yeah. <laughs> looking at episodes from five years ago, I'm like, what? what well, what, what, see, what? the other thing too is when you know yourself and and know your needs and wants, when you blow something up. It's funny because to me, it doesn't seem scary. It's just like necessary. You know, it's right. like I need to take the etch a sketch and just shake the heck out of it and go, you know, figure out what I want to keep and what I don't and move forward from there. And, um, but it's really funny discussing this with people that don't understand it because it's right. It's, it's scary to them. <laughs> It's like, it's my life. Why are you freaking out? Well, it's a yeah, threat. It is. And I mean, I mean, if, they, if there's one thing you and I should be used to by now is that how threatened people are by the way we move through our Well, it lives. makes no sense to other people. 
and I, it's not supposed to, yeah. it's my life. Right, right. Well, it's funny that, that we were having that conversation about control and you said the word control in your conversation. And then I said agency because the title of the episode 114 is agency versus mm. control. <laughs> we're always doing that. We used to be in a, in a group called coaches, coaching coaches, and they went they, and our, and our fellow coaches weren't listening to our podcast and they'd, be talking about someone like we'll look at each other we're like we have a we have an episode on that you know well what about this we have an episode exactly. on that you know it it's um yeah yeah so so when when, when you want to blow it up you don't want to see i wrote burn it all down that's what i do you blow it all up mm -hmm. two different things two really different things i don't burn it down anymore i'm more about blowing it up but for the first 25 30 years of my life i was all about burning it down to the ground because when you do that there's nothing left to work with <laughs> <laughs> you know well um, plus just for my own safe sake now i just mm -hmm. i want it to be impactful so mm -hmm. blowing it up is impactful it's, it's, you know, I'm, whatever I get decide to do, it's, I'm putting it out there as opposed to internalizing it. Well, and that's why the creativity is critical for you to be able to do that because that's how mm -hmm. you put it out there. I just thought when you were talking, you should do some kind of cool programs for the bands or something, you know, that they could use or, yeah, I, I don't I, know. I don't... They just, it could, they could just be digital. You know, just a digital cover with the thing or, you know, I, don't know. I, don't know. I need to actually, I need, what I need to do is with all these people I'm hanging out with is start asking questions. Find Hello. out what they the best yeah. thing. <laughs> don't tell them I agreed with that because <laughs> they'll be like, don't ask me any more questions. I don't know. <laughs> I know that feeling when Diana starts asking questions. <laughs> Sorry, you taught me to ask more questions. So I think that's good. All right. Well, I think it's about time to, to wrap it up for today. So what do you want to leave us with? Hmm. It's throwing it over to you. It over to me. Don't be afraid to blow things up if, if it's not working right now. So it, it, don't be afraid if you know who you are and what you want. Study that first and then go for it. Make it happen. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Uniquely Brilliant, don't keep it a secret. Share it with a friend. And if you'd like to do us a real favor, you could rate us and review us on iTunes. We're always looking for ideas for the podcast subjects, people to talk to, all those kind of things. So if you'd like to do that, you can email us at brilliantandquirky at gmail.com. Again, that's brilliantandquirky at gmail.com. And we actually have a Facebook page. Hello. <laughs> it's really there. It's a thing. And we'll be using it some more. So you could you could share your ideas with us there and let us know what you think of, about the podcast. So, so until next time, I'm Becky Berry. I'm Diana Bader. Take good care.